on this episode of the Naturist Living Show, Going Brawless. This episode of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca Welcome, dear listener, to episode 146 of the Naturist Living Show. And today we're actually going to talk about clothes. But before we talk about clothes, let's talk about supporting us with Patreon. Yes, thank you so very much to all of our dedicated Patreon supporters. And this episode is brought to you especially by Frank L., Michael R., Chris E., Jacob J., and Maurice M. Thank you so very much to all of you for your continued support. You have allowed me to begin focusing more of my time producing and editing the show. It is so incredibly motivating and appreciated. If you're not already a Patreon and would like to support me, head over to patreon.com slash show. Thanks again, and now for the rest of this episode. So going brawless isn't exactly about naturism, although... It is a piece of clothing which is fairly useless. And uh, in fact, I think next to a bathing suit, it may be the most useless piece of clothing I can think of. Certainly some women wear a bra because they need to support it. It's more comfortable. Um, Although some people have argued um, that that support comes because of a lifetime habit of wearing them and uh, the breasts needing the support. But generally, bras are worn to enhance the breasts, to make them look, I guess, like they're just post-pubescent breasts, all perky and standing up at all times, but also at the same time to hide the nipples, because that is something we don't want to see, which always confused me. Like, if we are trying to enhance the breasts and show them off, why is the nipple then such a secret? And that part is offensive. And it is offensive. People get upset when women aren't wearing bra, we'll tell them off. Um, it is, uh, it's a, I've heard so many stories from women about this and I, I can't believe that so many people are so judgmental. Men, of course, uh, some of them have a fetish about it in the, I can understand how you may not want to go out without wearing a bra because of the attention that you get, which is very similar to the same reason that people are not going top free on beaches, even with, when they have the right to do so, unless they're very determined and that's what it takes to a certain extent to go braless unless you wear clothing that hides that very effectively. But why should you have to? I don't. Certainly when it's cold outside um, and if I'm wearing a t-shirt, my nipples show through and nobody will ever say anything or even think anything. But if a woman does it, it's either a turn on or a turn off or offensive or just something that people are going to talk about and notice. And I'm not sure why that is. So that's always intrigued me. So when I stumbled a across a, a series, it's a couple years old, um, of a, a young woman who has decided that she, for health reasons, as you'll hear, decided to go uh, brawless, and she documented her journey. She, in short, uh, YouTube clips. Um, and it, it's very genuine. She's clearly not trying to get attention. She's trying to just do it, I guess, perhaps for herself. It's like a diary. Um, but she did get a lot of attention, some good, some bad. And I thought, um, you know, her, she seems so genuine and, and so determined. I really thought this would be an interesting person to d- interview and to discuss the whole topic with. So I contacted her and she enthusiastically agreed. So um, let's listen to this very interesting interview. So it's lovely to meet you, Amber. You too. Do you want to start by telling us just a little bit about who you are? Yeah, so I'm Amber, and I run the Brawless Diaries uh, channel on YouTube. Um, I started that probably about four years ago. I I probably should check those things and prepare a little bit beforehand, shouldn't I? Um, but I've been doing that for a number of years, 
and um, it took off right away. Um, I did a little bit of research before I started it and found that there's nothing quite like it on YouTube, a dedicated channel to um, the topic of having a braless lifestyle, um, especially one that documented the process from day one. So um, I had seen there was videos of people that put up a one-off of, hey, I'm starting this or, you know, go ahead and give it a try. But it wasn't like a years long running thing for them like my channel was. Um, so um, I think that's where part of the success came from too. But I originally decided to do it for health reasons. So nothing, you know, fashion wise there, not a whole lot of other inspiration other than health reasons that I had read about. So it wasn't a body liberation or female empowerment thing or anything like that? No, surprisingly not. Um, cancer, especially like breast cancer and uterine cancer and thyroid cancer, which are all um, related, run very deep in my family. My mom had thyroid cancer at age 24. Um, my aunt had stage 2 breast cancer, ended up having to have lymph nodes removed. My grandmother... Um, had breast cancer i mean it's all over my mom's side of the family and it it for me i realized it wasn't so much a matter of if i ever got cancer it was a matter of when oh and that's heavy um, <laughs> yeah so i wanted to do everything that i could in my lifestyle to prevent that um with some of you know the things that i can do day to day And um, there's a couple studies out there, um, one by um, Sid Singer, who I know that you have mm -hmm. um, spoken with before. Um, but after, you know, reading some of those studies, I realized if I don't wear a bra 24-7 anymore, you know, you know, just get rid of it. <laughs> I didn't quite go to the whole, like, burn all the bras right away. Um I had to kind of wean myself off a little bit, but I've realized there's a time and a place for them. Um, as I'm sure, you know, you experience too, you can't just <laughs> live the lifestyle you want all the time. You know, there's mm -hmm. a time and a place for those things. And, you know, I found that the braless lifestyle isn't, you just swear them off and you never wear them again. You know, I started that um, journey of mine and then I got a gym membership. And, well, for comfort reasons, you want to wear a sports bra. You know, if you're doing jumping jacks, I was doing like the high intensity workout. So you're always jumping and moving and running and it's just really uncomfortable to not wear a sports bra. So I realized, okay, I have to make an exception for that. And if I was going to some kind of formal event or something like that or a job interview, You know, it was in my best interest to appear professional or whatever it was. So, you know, I'd have them on for an hour or, or two, maybe even less, a day um, on the days that I needed them. So I went from wearing, you know, 18, 20 hours a day or whatever it was um, to less than an hour, maybe four to five times a week. So, I mean, we, we, we you're right. We live in the the world that judges us the way we are. I, I as a naturist, of mm -hmm. course, I'm very much against the use of clothing for status or for anything other than protection. But of course, mm -hmm. that's not the way it works in the mainstream world. And I've got some really nice clothes. I don't have to play that game too uh, when mm -hmm. I go out there because I am judged that way. So I, I know, I know what you mean. You, you have to. You can't live in our own little fantasies, unfortunately, even though we'd like to sometimes. So. Yeah. You know, what I really loved yeah. about your uh, your series, your YouTube series, is um, it really was like a diary. And it, I, I felt like you were, you know, saying a dear diary. Yes, you were talking to an audience, but you didn't seem to care too much. You were doing this for yourself, and it was really genuine. Um, but you have a very successful channel, and did... Did you expect that? I did not because my filming quality, I'll admit, was subpar, <laughs> um, even for the time that I had started. Um, and I felt like I didn't really do that great of a job. But 
unfortunately, I believe a lot of the success was because the sexualization of everything. Um, out of 100 comments on any given video, 99 of them would be men commenting on my looks and, you know, uh, yeah. cat calling and things like that. You obviously deleted all those comments. Um, honestly, I think YouTube takes um, and filters out the majority of them. Um, some of the really bad ones, obviously, I had to take down. But the more mellow stuff I did keep because of the, un the unfortunate algorithm and, you know, trying to make every cent that you can out of the time and money that you invest in making those episodes and putting them out there. So um, I did have to leave, you know, a few of them. But after probably a month or two, I stopped even reading the majority of the comments. <laughs> um, I would just kind of skim through. And if I saw a very long one, um, it usually turned out to be another woman commenting, hey, thank you for doing this. You know, I'm actually starting this journey myself and telling me her story so i could kind of filter through my comments that way and you know see which ones i should read versus a lot of the chaff that was in there so it's unfortunate that i feel like that's where a lot of my success came from but i did have a lot of great um back and forth with some fans who were genuine about my experience and wanting to do it for themselves and things like that. So in that journey, um, I've watched a lot of them, but and the people listening have not. Um, mm -hmm. you, you grow, um, in the beginning, you were very self-conscious. You are trying to hide your nipples. You're using pasties and band-aids and you're, you, you're not wearing a bra, but you don't want anybody to know it. Right? Right. And why, why, why is that? What were you concerned about? Because I was doing it for health reasons and not the, you know, freedom aspect of it. Um, I feel like I was still self-conscious about it because I had all of those other things to deal with. Um, and that I felt like I couldn't be myself. And I had to give the people around me time to adjust to the lifestyle that I was living because I didn't want comments and I didn't want it brought up to me, to my face, really. Um, so for me, the channel was really about how to adapt to that lifestyle. When you're someone like me who wants to do it more for the health reasons, but still come across as... Um, average i don't even know how to describe it because there really is no such thing as average and normal but um to not appear out of the ordinary mm -hmm. when it comes to that aspect you know um we can color our hair and things like that that are socially acceptable and have piercings and giant holes in our face but to just be our complete naked self is <gasps> taboo we know <laughs> right so um yeah and me and you know, some of the other audience might not be ready for that step. So I tried to take the angle and steer the direction of the channel towards um, how to clothe yourself and dress yourself to maintain the modesty portion of it by using whatever you have at your disposal, like band-aids and um, pasties, which are not just for strippers. <laughs> <laughs> But so. you evolved over the two years. I you did. This was really a two-year uh, series. And so mm -hmm. what happened? I felt more and more comfortable as it went on um, because there were days when I didn't put on my paces and I realized, you know, everybody can see me. And the more I did that, the more comfortable I got in my own skin. Um, one thing I noticed with my progression watching my videos is you can see even my posture is when I start, my shoulders are very far forward and I'm tucking everything back and I have my hands up to my chest all the time. So you can't see anything. And as it goes on, I'm in a much more relaxed mm -hmm. posture because I just gave up caring what you see in front. <laughs> and, but you, it wasn't just for the video. You were, you went outside 
with yes. without pasties, with your nipples potentially being noticeable by people. <gasps> oh my gosh. Did Correct. you get reactions? I have not had anybody say anything to my face to this day. Really? So it's it's been <laughs> exactly what I could have hoped for. Um, I feel like I did it slow enough and eased into it slow enough. Um, one of the suggestions I do give in my videos is to start in the winter. Um, you know, where I live, probably where you live too, it snows in mm -hmm. the winter and you got to wear a lot of clothes. So there's a lot of layers to cover things up. Um, so that made the transition a lot easier too. Um, but I think the more you just do it, not necessarily forcing yourself, but let yourself get comfortable and just grow into it, um, the easier it is. If it takes you a, a year, that's fine. But you're going to experience the health benefits from it. Um, even if you only wear a bra to work, you know, and then you take it off right when you get home, I mean, that's going to be enough. Well, there, even if, let's assume there is no major health benefits, there's actually no downside either. No, absolutely not. I mean, the, the bra doesn't do anything. I don't need to wear a bra and I can... I can wear a t-shirt and have my nipples poking through. Nobody ever says anything or even thinks anything. In fact, I don't even have to wear a t-shirt and nobody says anything. See, that's kind of a sore spot for me is one thing I noticed too is, you know, the guys at work, it was very, very cold all the time, you know, and you could always see theirs. And I'm like, why is that such a big deal to everybody if they can see mine? You know, so... I think that was something that kind of helped me get comfortable because I'm like, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Well, the, 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 the thinking behind it has just always puzzled me because a bra mm -hmm. for, uh, really it is there to enhance women's breasts, but also to hide the nipples. So it's like, okay, we want to really point out that you have breasts, but we want to pretend you don't have any nipples. I, I'm mm -hmm. not sure why that happens. <laughs> It seems contradictory. I even seen bras that have fake nipples on them. Really? So then it looks like you're not wearing a bra. Wow. And that just made me facepalm myself. Because <laughs> I'm like, pick one. <laughs> you know? So. So as you said, you got an audience that was not all the right audience. Um Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate you're, because your message and what you're doing was very real and not at all sexualized at, in any way. Um, you're, you're a very genuine person when you talk. You seem very real. And I, I, that's what kind of grabbed me because there's all these people who are personalities on YouTube. They're always trying to get my attention. It's like, yeah, 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 whatever. But you just seem to be doing it because you were interested. Um, but all that attention that you still got anyway... How did that feel? You kept going for two years. Yeah. Um, I largely ignored, you know, any of the sexualized comments. Um, and I would try and get feedback. And I'd have to, again, sift through all the chaff. Um, but the actual genuine responses I would get, you know, I'd act on that. You know, if people wanted to see something because that's what, you know, they had the interest in, you know, I'd go for it you know next episode let's talk about that so well uh, that's good I'm, I'm surprised because a lot of women who are on social media who put themselves out there um it it ultimately hurts their soul and they they, they just get kind of creeped out and don't want to keep go doing it so you're obviously pretty strong i ignored it <laughs> i was like oh that's not something i'm okay with we're just gonna <laughs> Move that off to the side. But you didn't ignore it. You you you, you saw it. So yeah, and then you yeah you totally go away. So well, good for you because that's yeah that's what's important. Water um, off a duck's back, I guess is yeah. what it was. Now looking at the videos, there's huge discrepancies in number of views, um, and honestly, I can't quite figure out why. There's one that has over six million views, and some only have a few thousand views. Do you have any idea why? Yeah. Um, any video that I did that I didn't really show how clothes fit on me, if I was just standing there in a t-shirt holding up my old bras, you know, 
that's in a video where I'm talking about the different kinds of bras between nursing bras and the extreme Victoria's Secret push-up bras. Nobody was interested in that because I was in a black t-shirt. You couldn't see anything. And a lot of women already know what all the other bras were. So I'm like, oh, don't do that again. Okay. <laughs> um, but the ones that did get tons of views, I was wearing more form-fitting clothing that might have been lighter that I was trying to make a point of this is the stuff that makes everything more visible. This is what you should stay away from if you're trying to maintain the modesty end of it. And those are the ones that got all the hits because they were the ones that they could sexualize more, you know, see more of me, unfortunately. Um, so I think that's where the high hitting views really came from. But even the six, the six million view one, yes, you're wearing some little, I don't know, was it like a camisole? Or would you describe that? Um, but there's others where you can still see that your nipples are there, mm -hmm. and they don't have six million views. I I, I was just I, I looked at all of them and I went, I can't quite understand. I'm I'm totally buying. Yes, I understand mm -hmm. because I have the same problem with our videos. The most people who are listening to our message about body acceptance are, and desexualizing the human body actually are looking at doing the opposite. Um. And yeah, the world is full of those people and we can't make them go away. So, but unfortunately, <laughs> um, and frankly, like really your, your nipples through your shirt is a thrill. No offense, but it's like, you know, really, we're definitely on the same page of that. Like the, the internet's full of porn everywhere. Like, you know, like really, this is a, I, I, and this is the page you choose to act like that. And I mean, it definitely bothered me at the beginning. And I'm married. I have two kids. And I was, you know, I asked my husband, like, are you okay with me continuing this channel? Because we're very respectful of each other. You know, we have a lot of trust. I mean, we've been married 10 years. It's, we have a very good relationship. And he's like, if you don't like it, don't do it. But I trust you to do what you feel you have to do. And if the guys on there are freaking you out, just delete everything. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to stop my message for these creeps on the internet who choose this educational channel to behave like a heathen. You know, I'm going to get my pe message to the people that need it. And if other people sit there and try to interrupt it, to heck with them. Yeah, I, I, we, I, we have the same uh, view on that one, which is that we're not doing it for them. We're not pandering to them. And as long as we're not, then that's okay. Right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're not trying to get that audience. So, But it sounds like you were monetizing it. So you didn't make something off of this. Yeah, I did have to invest in um, equipment, um, like better cameras and um a better computer that could actually handle like the software instead of working off like a 10 year old MacBook. <laughs> um, that way the quality of my videos could improve. Um, so when I was able to monetize, I did, but I still didn't make a bunch and um, my channel has since been demonetized. So why? Because of um, inactivity oh. on it <laughs> because I haven't done anything for a while. I feel like I, ran out of content to some extent um, because the only videos that were getting views were the outfit ones where I was trying stuff on and showing what it looked like. And the education part of it just wasn't there. I, I felt like I was running out of that mm -hmm. um, and I wasn't getting as much interest as I was hoping for. So I just kind of let it go. Um, I would get a lot of offers for collaborations though um, from, <laughs> from sources I wasn't that thrilled about. I did end up doing one, um, that offered some clothes. So I tried to pick out outfits that would help with the modesty. And I tried those on and it went well. Um, but I just felt like that took a different direction for my channel. I didn't want to sit there and sell out what I was doing, um, for a specific cloth clothing maker who didn't specialize in like braless things. So if another um, bra maker who would have approached me, who is 
you know, very against the underwire and, you know, the right kind of thing, um, I would have considered it because there are bra makers out there who make garments that offer the minimum support and just offer just enough modesty and aren't meant to be worn all the time, like a second skin, you know? So Mm -hmm. that was something I would have considered, but nobody ever came that route. But, um, there was, there was a lot of other clothing places that hit me up and I was just like, no, thank you. Not the direction I want to take anymore. Um, and I had a lot of fans ask if I had other ways to support the channel. Um, quote unquote um kind of hoping for like an only fans account and things like that and i'm like yeah absolutely not it's just this channel and it's gonna stay like that now we have we have uh, one youtube video from last year that i didn't expect to be successful and it's over five million views now and uh i know 95 percent of them at least are people who are probably actually quite disappointed because they expected a lot of nudity there isn't it's more instructional and that makes me happy occasionally i've been getting comments about how disappointed and how stupid the video and boring it is and i leave those on because i think it's great yes it is boring if that's what you're looking for it's Uh, a little victory every time isn't it exactly exactly (laughs) um so you know that's but i i know that probably maybe five percent of five million are interested in the message and so that's good five percent of five of uh five million is better than five percent of a hundred so i'm overall happy you're still getting the reach but we never managed to monetize because there's a mon- there's a nudity aspect that the topic is and so uh it's not age restricted but it is there's this middle category where youtube says okay yeah but it's too sexy for us you know, it's nothing to do with sex, but, you know, people mm-hmm. can, cannot get their minds around the idea that not wearing clothes can be non-sexual. Well, I will, I'll, I'm going to start preaching, so I'll stop. <laughs> Preaching uh, to the choir, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they they went there and they said, no, you can't monetize it. And I mean, I'm, I don't know how much money we would have made even on $5 million, but still, it's the principle of the thing. Yeah, it's not much. Even with the six million views, it's not much. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, I know. But they're running ads and making money on our content anyway. Like mm-hmm. they've demonetized you, and it's still running. You're still getting clicks and yeah. views, and they're making I've money. Tried, yeah, I have tried taking all the ads off of my videos in retaliation for the demonetization, and it didn't work. Oh. Hmm. So as you were going through this process, getting back to this whole journey that you took. Mm-hmm. Um, did it, did you ever get to a point where you also saw it as an equality thing, a liberation thing, you know, the free to nipple hashtag and all that? Definitely. It was, it was at that point I had mentioned earlier where I noticed all the guys at work had their nipples poking out through their clothes. And I was like, you know, let's screw this. And I think that was really the turning point of starting to feel comfortable and go braless more often. And um, that's about the time when I stopped wearing a bra to work. Um, And even doing the pasties and the band-aids, because I was like, no. And I worked with all men. It was manufacturing environment, um, a lot of heavy industrial work. So all of my employees, I'm a manager, all of my employees were men. And I just said, you know what, screw it. I'm not doing it. And not a single one of them made a comment. I never noticed any strange looks. Um, and I think that helped boost my confidence too. And that I was doing the right thing. And it made me feel good that I wasn't being objectified because of it. And I was still just me. You know, I didn't feel any changes in anything. So I was able to be myself, be a more natural self, um, be what I was comfortable in because bras are not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and I could be comfortable physically, emotionally, mentally, um, wearing what I had to wear without a bra. Yes. You definitely, after, you know, near the end of the first year, probably, you get much more defiant. You can just see it in your your look and and how you're talking about it. Uh, It's, uh, 
Yeah, it's good. It's it's really nice to see. I just enjoyed seeing your progression. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of fun to just kind of poke through the, uh, you know, click on all the videos one mm -hmm. at a time and uh, and see the change and uh, where you went there. But yeah, yes, then you start to get fancy in your videos and you start to try to do other stuff and editing. Was that a, because you thought, well, I've got a lot of people, maybe I can make some money at it? Um, I had comments um, actually that the quality of my video was not good and that I needed to improve it. And they were starting to link like microphones from Amazon in the comments saying you should buy this. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I was shooting all of my videos in my very echoey basement on my iPhone 7 with no external mic. I just had it on a stick and that was my video. And I just shot the whole thing straight through, uploaded it to YouTube just as the video off of my phone. That's how <laughs> subpar my videos were. So um, after a while, I did YouTube, some tutorials on video editing and things like that and tried to improve the quality of my videos because I felt like the poor quality was distracting from my message. Um, because when I started, I mean... Nowadays, the expectations for videos to watch them, just your basic thing that gets uploaded to YouTube, it's a pretty high standard. You can't just record off your iPhone anymore and upload it. That's a TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even the TikTok videos are heavily edited. So I did have to do something there. But your very first videos have, have that charm of being so real because of that. They do. Yeah. I like it. So... Mm -hmm. So... Where, so you stopped for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, you did a couple more, I think, uh, and then you stopped. And then uh, mm -hmm. you interviewed Sid Signer. How did that happen? Um, he contacted me. He's like, "Hey, I saw your channel, and I, yeah. you know, am very related to your message. Um, I was wondering if you'd ever read my book and if we could have a conversation." And I was like, "Heck." Yeah, this is like a dream come true for me. I'm a, I'm a massive book reader. Um, so to actually be able to talk to an author, and especially on a topic that I'm hugely invested in, was huge for me. So I dug up my channel, <laughs> and I was like, we're doing this. Um, it was very exciting, and he is so knowledgeable. Um, mm -hmm. So much information and experience and wisdom. Um, and if anybody is not read his book i would highly recommend um his book um and even if you don't wear a bra <laughs> there's still tons of good information in there because it all applies to any kind of tight garment that goes around your body whether it's underwear or socks <laughs> yeah. so yeah it it really can apply to anybody no matter what and that's the book dressed to kill um by sid singer and sonia and and his wife's on you, yep. Yeah. Uh, and you were talking about uh, breasts uh, needing support sometimes when you're going to the gym. But I'm sure they told you as well that there's uh, a lot of evidence that when you... You have to get used to it, but you can get your breasts used to motion as well. We wouldn't have survived very well as a species if uh, women couldn't move very fast unless they had bras, which are only a recent invention, right? Correct. Um the, and it was one of the things that I had asked him about because I'm like, you know, I kind of do notice a bit of a difference um, when I'm working out. But it's just those really high intensity things. But I did notice um, within a couple months of starting my braless journey where I was not wearing a bra at all, um, that things actually got better with movement. Um, and I wasn't getting sore. Um, I could jump up and down and it didn't hurt. And it's explained to me that, you know, there's the ligaments under your skin and in your muscles and things like that that get strengthened because they actually have to work. now. Whereas if they're in a bra all the time or probably being supported by underwear, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, eliminate that. Now they actually have to work at a workout and the daily motion, they're strong enough to handle that. So the whole thing that not wearing a bra makes you sag, totally bunk. 
It yep. doesn't because working those muscles lifts everything up. And I absolutely noticed that within a couple months that everything tightened up and got perkier and it still is. And I've had two kids, <laughs> so no issues there. <laughs> Sagging happens anyway. That's, that's, that's life and that's normal and we shouldn't even think that's a bad thing. It's something that terrifies so many women and why they don't want to do it because they think it's going to happen and they're self-conscious about it. And I'm, I am trying to bunk that, that that's not true. <laughs> so it, it is such a fundamental part of women's identity. Um, it is. A friend of mine at one point told me something that horrified me. She said that if she ever got breast cancer, she would not get a mastectomy because she could not live without her breasts she wouldn't feel like she was a whole. It's like, it's, it's not that important. It's not like it's your mm -hmm. hand. You don't use it every day. But it's, it's in your psyche all your life, you're told that, you know, that's who you are. Uh, what you look like to others is what is your most important attribute, not your brain or what you do or anything. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible message that women have to live with. So It is. And, and I'm lucky enough that I don't feel that big of an attachment. Um, I mean, if I were presented with that issue, and I've already talked about it to my husband um, about genetic testing and that, you know, if I do have the gene for it, I'm just going to get the mastectomy right away. <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. not messing around to wait for it to come. I, I don't need them. <laughs> yeah. I've had my kids. I'm good. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Exactly. But the majority of women do not have that attitude. So, no, and, and you can't blame that. They haven't been told any other mm -hmm. message all their life. It's we're the product of society. The so, as you you didn't get any, you got lots of gross comment on YouTube. But you didn't get any comments in real life. Um, did you tell friends? Did you tell families? Um, did they? Did you discuss it with them? So I have told very, very few people um, that I'm deliberately not wearing a bra. Mm. Um, I think it's something that my family just kind of adapted to seeing. Obviously, my husband knew right away um, because I talked to him about it. That it was something that I wanted to do. And he was very supportive, more supportive than any bra has ever been. <laughs> 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 um, I'm terrible. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Um, keep bashing them. So <laughs> exactly. Um, and I told one of my cousins because I know she wasn't wearing a bra. So I was like, yeah, so, you know, I don't even wear bras. We got on the subject somehow. I never was like, Hey, you don't wear a bra. I can tell, <laughs> you know, um, I actually couldn't. She was just like, Oh, I'm not wearing a bra either. See, no bra strap. Um, and then we got on that topic. So, um, every now and then I'll find a like soul who also doesn't wear bras and, you know, I kind of gently bring up the conversation like, Hey, isn't it awesome? Like not <laughs> having to wear bras, um, and being free to just live your life and not worry about it. Um, I haven't asked for like experiences much um, because it is a touchy subject. And, you know, I didn't want all the comments about it and people pointing it out at me. So I don't do that to others unless it gets um, brought up in a conversation. We can kind of steer it in the direction I want to go. But I, yeah, I really didn't tell many people. It's not something I've ever shared on Facebook or any of my personal accounts. Mm. Um, it's just, it's me. And I feel like it's not something that I need to shout to the whole world, but I feel like everybody around me knows without saying it. You had a Twitter account, but it's gone. Yeah, I never used it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not good with Twitter and I never had anything funny to say. So I just got rid of that. Well, I'm glad you have had the experience that you did in the real world because other women have told me that they get comments and they get comments from, you know, things like you're, you're attention seeking or you're indecent or things like that. Um, sometimes they get reprimanded at work. Uh, a, a young, a teenage girl at, uh, at, at Bear Oaks, our Naturist Park, uh, was 
told by a teacher that she should be wearing a bra in class because it's distracting to the boys, uh, which is always the stupidest thing. It's their problem, not hers. <laughs> like, exactly. If Stop paying attention. Stop staring. Like, really. Always blame women for uh, men's challenges. And it's not just men either. Other women bring it up to other women. That's you know, true. women tear each other down too. Yes. And I don't know if the reason nobody has said to my face anything about it because at work I am a manager. You know, I outrank most people at my work. So it's like, you know, don't <laughs> yeah. don't mess with Amber. That's right. <laughs> um, and I don't know if it's just the way that I come across the people that I'm like a somebody you don't sit there and like tear down like that i've i've never been one to tear anybody else down and i think i've earned enough respect from other people that i haven't had to deal with any of that but that's not to say other people who get comments about it aren't in that kind of situation either i'm not gonna say that they haven't earned the respect of people around them to not say anything you know people suck (laughs) and they just haul off and do stuff and it's not your fault that they do it. It's it's the other people. And it's just unfortunate that we live in a world that people have to judge others for the color of their skin, for how much skin you can see, how their body appears underneath their clothes. So it's just unfortunate, but it's the world we live in at the moment. And if my videos can help people live the life that they want to, while still appearing normal to the mainstream. And I put normal in quotes because there is no such thing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to live braless, but be able to go to work and not get hauled into HR because people can see your nipples through your shirt, go watch some of my videos. You know, there's things that you can do for zero money. You know, put some Band-Aids over it. You know, it's not going to hurt anything, but you'll get away from the bra. You won't get hauled into HR. You'll be able to maintain that modesty that you need for out in the mainstream world. But uh, let me ask you about that, actually. If you, um, I've never put Band-Aids over my nipples, but I've worn Band-Aids for a while and your skin does get kind of, you know, irritated by it a bit. It didn't Mm -hmm. bother you to have something stuck to you all day? So, I mean, it's no different than wearing a bra, is it? Uh, That I don't know. You know, you got a bra strapped around you, (laughs) (laughs) you know, for eight to ten hours a day at minimum if you're wearing it to work. You know, what's a Band-Aid stuck on you? I guess the only time it really bothered me, I was wearing pasties and... um, in the manufacturing area, we had an oven wash and it's 120 degrees in there. And I kind of might have sweat my pasties off. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at that temperature, you can't see anything through the clothes anyway because no, it's no. not cold enough. Anything's going to be poking out. So it all ended up okay. But <laughs> I definitely sweat my pasties off that day. So if you're going to be in 120 degree heat, probably better off just not wearing anything aren't you (laughs) yes exactly well you said you know it's not normal and uh, something not wearing clothes when you don't need to is not normal either but i always say but it is natural it's the way we're meant to be and i think it's the same thing about wearing a bra that's the Mm -hmm. way your natural body is supposed to be and uh, that we've come so far from that is uh almost odd not sure Mm -hmm how that happened have mm-hmm. you studied that have you looked into the history of bras and the, the um, why so i've actually um i'm a sewist and i do like making clothes and things and i actually counterintuitively really like corsets oh. however in small doses. I never wear mine for any more than 20 minutes. I don't tight lace it. It's just for a quick costume photo shoot and then it's off. I think they look kind of cool if you want to distort some of your figure. Um, 
you know, accentuate things, whatever it is. Um, but that's not me necessarily. You know, I like to put on a role, you know, have fun, you know, be somebody else for a little bit. Sure. I like um, to dress up at Halloween too. That doesn't mean I yeah, want to be an axe exactly. murderer if that's what I dress like. You know, <laughs> um, I enjoy cosplays and things like that and becoming somebody else for a little bit. But because of, you know, my work with corsetry and things like that, I have you know, looked up the history of bras and corsets. And it's not as bad as people, as the mainstream has you think. There are some very good historians on YouTube, Bernadette Banner and Abby Cox, who are very entertaining to watch. And they kind of go over that history. And while not great, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of the patriarchy. And, you know, there's still, you know, to some degree, men forcing the women and, um, it's a lot of fashion. It, it really just comes down to fashion and what the mainstream wants people to look like. And it's fun playing that role for a while. <laughs> but again, at the end of the day, you take the bra off <laughs> and just live your life, you know. So. Well, it's nice when it's a choice. Exactly. As opposed to something you have to do all the time. Exactly. Or be viewed negatively for doing it that seems unfair and mm -hmm. unnecessary yeah i mean there's some nights i want to go out with my friends and i put on a huge push-up bra so then everything hits my chin and i just want to look like that for a night <laughs> yeah but not every day that's not me so what's the future for your channel i'm actually hoping with the sewing and garmentry stuff that i've gotten into to hopefully make some connections in the fashion industry to make clothing that caters to women who want to go braless to help them maintain modesty and not have to wear the bra. So if there's anybody out there listening, hey, <laughs> I'm your girl. But no, I'm just joking. It wouldn't necessarily be on my channel, but I'm hoping that the history with my channel would help me get into a position where I can actually make an impact like that that my channel was never going to do. And what about women's um, top free, topless rights, but the people in the movement prefer top free? Does that ring true to you at all? I'm one of those live and let live people. Um, you know, it. if it came on the ballot, I'd vote for it. I don't care. Are you going to see me out there without a top on? Probably not. I'll go out there and march, you know, without a bra. Obviously, I'll march anywhere without a bra, I guess. Um, <laughs> that's a moot point, but you know, uh, if it's what people want, heck yeah, let them just do it. Yeah. yeah it, it, it should, you know, it's, it's very much an equality thing. What mm -hmm. if men can do it? Why can't women do it? Right. The, all these rationalization that it's sexual or whatever. Well, bodies are sexuals, humans are sexuals, lips are sexual, uh, and I've heard women tell me that they like to look at men's chest too. So, you know. Yeah, women are just as guilty as sexualizing men. We're not maybe as vocal about it, but it happens every day. Everybody does it. So, it's unfortunate, but... And also with like the topless movement, you know, there's the whole breastfeeding movement too. Yes. Breastfeeding in public. And I am a huge supporter of that. And that's something that most mothers get behind, especially, you know, my generation of millennials and, um, you know, a lot of the younger crowd. It's like, it's so natural. I mean, it's been in paintings, you know, since the history of wherever. I mean, you look up, you can find all the time, you know, where it's just painted in women at church, you know, feeding a child with their breasts hanging out. You know, it's only a recent development where that's been unacceptable and taboo all of a sudden. So I think, you know, a good place to start would be having those kinds of universal rights and treatments. I know in restaurants, you know, a lot of places have policies against that and ask women to leave if they have to breastfeed a child. And I think getting that normalized is a huge step towards yeah. all the other movements it's ironic since what people are doing is stuffing their faces in restaurants anyway <laughs> exactly um, that 
why couldn't they, why do you have to go sit on a toilet to go and feed your child? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I when Linda, my wife Linda, when uh, our firstborn was, uh, which was twenty five years ago, um, and she was nursing and she wasn't going to sit on a toilet anywhere and. She's nursing in the middle of uh, the mall and sitting on a bench. And this little, little old lady start coming over, and she's told me she told me afterwards I wasn't there. She goes, "I'm just getting ready for the argument." And they come over and they go, "Oh, it's so sweet." <laughs> oh, isn't that? But she was all ready for a fight. She <laughs> never got. She never got anybody to say anything to her. So that's one thing I missed out on was being able to breastfeed in public, and I'm a little disappointed about it. Um, I didn't produce enough oh. for my nine-pound babies that I had, oh. so I ended up bottle feeding um, within a couple weeks of having them. Because I do have a lot of um, issues with my breast tissue anyway, so I mean, I've had biopsies and procedures on them already. I have to go for yearly mammograms. Um, mm. So, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's all preventative. Um, but it didn't allow me to be able to breastfeed my children, which I was upset about because that's so natural and it's such a great bonding experience and it's something I feel bad about missing out on. But then the other part of me is like, I just should be glad that I had kids in the first place. I also suffer from infertility. (laughs) I have all of the issues. So um, yeah, I needed medication to even have them. So I, and I feel like that kind of stems, you know, a lot of my issues stem from how I feel like I'm lacking in my womanhood um, because of those issues. I couldn't breastfeed and things like that. So I do have a lot of, you know, mental issues like that. And the going braless thing definitely helped with that, that at least I could have this, you know? How old are your kids now? Uh, Six and two. Oh, wow. They're not that old. Yep. Not that old, no. You're still, you're still at the. Uh, they're cute and they're adorable and and terrible too. Uh, was, those just yes. hit. <laughs> they are physically exhausting, but not yet mentally exhausting. That's yeah. coming. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thankful for that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's told you to enjoy it now because yeah. it goes so fast. Mm-hmm. So, no, oh, that's good. But you are a bum, and you've given birth, and you know, yeah. there's nothing more feminine than that yeah yeah so and even if it's not all about the femininity i mean at least i have my body you know i am who i am it might not work right but it's still mine i'm gonna take care of it the best i can (laughs) exactly and enjoy your life that's it's given to you it's yours and uh yeah we we all have uniqueness that's the one thing that what I appreciate with my children raised, being raised in naturism is they saw that there is no two bodies alike, just like there's no two faces alike. And that it's this whole idea of trying to all look the same is insane. So It really is. So with your YouTube channel, if you do do a partnership with somebody to develop clothing, how would, you, how would that translate to a YouTube videos? I'm not sure. I've... I've just been hoping to break into the fashion end of it. Um, I would definitely, you know, create a couple of videos to update what I'm doing, you know, what my line looks like, my intentions and things like that. So it, I would definitely do more videos if I was able to break into that kind of market. But, you know, if I get other opportunities here and there, you know, another study comes out or, you know, there's another hot topic going on you know, something newsworthy, I'll absolutely put out a video. Um, And I did that with when I brought my YouTube channel back (laughs) from the dead that first time. Um, You mentioned it was because um, Cardi B, one of her songs came out and in the video she was breastfeeding her child in the actual video. And I wanted to make a video on that. I'm like, this is what we need to normalize. You know, she is a very sexual Mm -hmm. person, but... What she's doing, you know, she's advocating like breastfeeding in public. That's normal. Like it's not sexual. So, you know, I, I wanted to bring attention to that part. That's good. Well, you enjoyed um, interviewing Sid Singer. Um, mm-hmm. You can interview other people. You said you like to read. 
and uh, authors love to be interviewed because they like to sell books. And so um, this is a topic that if you start looking at current events like you did with Cardi B, you could you could be very busy. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, I don't know how much time you have between being a mom and having a full-time job and a wife. It's, it's a lot of work. But Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other reason, too, for everything that just kind of went downhill is, you know, there was not much for content, I felt. And I was getting busy. You know, my son at the time, he was turning one and he was just getting mobile. And um, my husband and I were just changing jobs like nobody's business and um, just always trying to move up that ladder. So and I had another one lately. So it's there's never any downtime, it seems like, in this kind of life. So, yeah, the YouTube channel is very hard to maintain at my stage in life, I feel like. Video is much more work than audio. That's one of the reasons I stick with a podcast. Yeah. Plus, you get less pervs because there's no pictures. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a, a large part of mine was the demonstration of it, though, too. I feel like, you know, True. it sounds ridiculous that a Band-Aid couldn't hold your nipple back, but it does. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, you, you're right. You were doing a demonstration. Mm-hmm. You were talking about what you were wearing, and it's very visual and it's very mm-hmm. effective. And um, I would definitely recommend it for anybody who wants to uh, consider that same journey that you went through, because you can learn a lot from what you did and what you talk about. Thank you. As usual, uh, links to all of the things we talked about will be in the show notes. And uh, I'd be very interested in hearing other people's experiences um, going through this. And especially if it comes to work, uh, whether anybody's ever told you you had to wear a bra while you work. And I'm not sure how you, at least in this day and age, will be able to get away with demanding that kind of thing now maybe that's because it's in canada and in other places it's totally acceptable but i i gotta imagine that we you, you can't demand that women wear all kinds of things um anymore it's not appropriate and as as, as it should be so that will be all for this episode of the naturist living show um so thank you again for listening my name once again is stefan deschain i'm your host for the podcast and the owner of bear oaks family naturist park and I work closely with Samantha Graham on the show, who makes it possible for us to keep doing so many episodes uh, by doing all the time-consuming editing. So please support her on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash show. Just one word. Remember, it's not money for me. It's not money for Bear Oaks. It all goes to Samantha and to supporting the show. Uh, please keep sending your comments and your suggestions. Always interested in hearing what you think of it. We read them all, and we appreciate them. And we also appreciate the fact that so many people tell us how much they enjoy the show because that's really why we're doing it. Nobody's getting rich doing this. But we really appreciate the, uh, the, the, the passion that people uh, express uh, about the show and how much they enjoy listening to it. The show's email address is contact at naturistlivingshow.com. And if you go to the show website, naturistlivingshow.com, you can also find our social media links and contact us that way. If you're a Patreon supporter, of course, you also have yet another way of contacting us, uh, and that's even more direct. And uh, hopefully, because the Patreon supporters are actually supporting us financially, uh, we will make even more of an effort to try to respond. I hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll join us again for the next episode of The Naturist Living Show. This episode of The Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. Traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.bearoaks.ca.
now try this new way to accent your figure. Cross your heart, see? You're suddenly shapelier. Well, that's what this new Playtex Fashion Magic Cotton Bra does. It crosses your heart with stretch to lift and separate. You're suddenly shapelier. This cross-your-heart shaping is only on Playtex regular Fashion Magic bras and new long-line styles. Cross your heart. You'll be shapelier, honestly. And here's news about girdles. Announcing a comfortable way to look five pounds thinner. The new five pounds thinner girdle by Playtex. Prove it yourself. Fingertips sew. Press in. See? The new Playtex girdle has fingertip panels to hold you in firmly. Yet it's so different. Feels like nothing you've ever felt before. Look five pounds thinner without losing a pound. In the new five pounds thinner girdle by Playtex. <laughs> 